Hello, prolific authors. I hope everyone has had a great week of writing. I hope you'll forgive me for taking a week off last week. I had so much going on, I couldn't even get a podcast out. But I am back this week with two new ones, so it'll be good. I'm excited to report that I'm just about done uh, getting my course all squared away, and I'm probably going to be doing a free workshop the second week of July. It will be uh, conducted in my free Facebook group, The Prolific Author. So if you want to be in on that workshop, best thing to do is to join the group. You can just search The Prolific Author on Facebook and it should pop right up. Um, as soon as I get the date nailed down, which will be sometime this week, I will start posting about it and, and talking about it in more detail. But that's coming up pretty quick in the next few weeks. Like I said, I'm just, just finishing the course, and what I've discovered is that teaching paid ads, like Facebook ads, is a lot harder than the gurus make it look. <laughs> I keep having to re-record things and move things around, and it's not so much the content that I keep changing, it's just trying to find a way to present it that makes sense. And it's, it's more difficult than it seems like it would be, but I'm getting there, I'm just about done. So that's exciting. For today's interview, we are talking with author Mallory Price about how to market your book when it might still be six months or a year out, okay? So if you're already writing a book and you know you're not anywhere close to having it finished, it's probably months away, this is the interview for you. I'm gonna teach you exactly what to do to market your book now so that by the time it actually goes live, you already have an audience who's waiting to buy it. And of course, this can be your first book or it can be you know, whatever book you're on. Even if you have other books, you can still do this if you haven't already done the things that I tell Mallory about, okay? So it's a really great interview and I'm really excited for you to hear it. Let's just dive right in. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today bestselling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. So we are here with Mallory Price. How are you, Mallory? I'm good. How are you, Liesl? Good, good. Now, why don't you start by telling us um, what you write and like where you are at in your writer's journey? Hey, well, um, as you said, I'm Mallory Price. I am, I've been a writer my whole life, but I haven't gotten really serious about it until, um, you know, the last year and a half. And so I am currently writing. I have you know, kind of four projects in the works. One's a trilogy. So I consider that three separate projects <laughs> at this point. Um, and it is science fiction, little romance in there. And um, also a fantasy horror romance is in there. So that is what I'm working on. I'm in the very beginnings, nothing published yet, but hopefully soon. Awesome. And um, how close are you to completing your first book? Oh, well, because I decided to create more work for myself by <laughs> making it a trilogy. Um, honestly, I'm probably 
at least a year out, to be honest, if I'm being honest with myself. Okay. So what is the, what is the main thing you want to take away from today and and learn about? So marketing is important through the whole process, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But because I am so far out, how can I position myself, you know, not necessarily as an author with a product, um, but still kind of start, you know, generating some sort of um, following, if you will, or just how to, I mean, I guess at this point, it would probably just be marketing myself as an author, not necessarily a product. And what is, you know, the most valuable way to do that at this point and kind of, you know, next steps once I do get closer to um, having a book to actually market. Okay, good, good. Um, I will say that you are in a kind of a unique position that not very many, especially first-time authors, find themselves in because most first-time authors just write their book and then go, okay, now what do I do with this, you know, kind of a thing. And that's just kind of the normal. I mean, that's what I did. That's what most people do. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, because I'm in Mallory's group, I I have read a lot of her story and I kind of know where she is on it. And even if you're still a year out, you still have a pretty good idea of the story and of the characters and of where you're going to go with it. So that actually does kind of give you because you're still writing it, a unique opportunity to present your book to people. So what I'm going to say is I would start building an email list. Now you're going to need some sort of lead magnet. um, And it really should be directly tied to the story, to to your first book, right? To the world, to the characters, everything like that. So you can write a short story about those characters. You can uh, write a spinoff. You can write, um, uh, let's see, what else could you do? Like you could do um, maybe a, something that has to do with the world and introducing them to the world. Um, but it should probably be character driven. Something like a history book about the world is probably not going to go over quite as well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so you can do whatever you want. And I've, I've even heard, um, like Mark Dawson famously said that cause he writes thrillers and like Jack Reacher kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. he would do dossiers, you know, that he would actually make it look like they were um, redacted and that sort of thing and give those out. Um, I think things like that are working less and less these days. People want something to actually read, you know, they're looking for entertainment, but it is a possibility. You could start with that, you know, start small. Um, Or you could do that as a bonus. But the other thing that's really fun is that once you start to build your list, you may be a year out from the book, but you can come up with these little things to give them periodically to keep them interested and to keep them um, kind of engaged, you know, with your book Mm -hmm. and and really hype up um, excitement for when the book does come out. So um, are you at all familiar with uh, sites like BookFunnel or Story Origin or anything like that? I've heard of them, but I really haven't explored them. Okay. Um, so I would, what I would recommend is get on and look at them. The, the main three that I usually hear, well, it's three or four. Um, I like book funnel story origin. I haven't used my book cave extensively, but, the, but that's a popular one. And then there's one, what is that called now? I think they changed their names. I think they're prolific works. And I know that people were having problems with them. Like a while ago, two or three years ago, because they weren't requiring email addresses for the lead magnets. And I mm-hmm. don't know if that's still the case. So maybe just check on that. Um, but I don't use them anymore. I used to use them and I don't use them anymore. Um, anyway, so all you do with these sites and you can, in terms of what to do, there's a million free tutorials online. So just get online and Google it for how mm-hmm. to set it up. Um, but basically you just take your lead magnet, whatever it is, say it's a short story, you upload it and then you put it into these promos. And especially on BookFunnel, it's gotten really big. So there are hundreds of promos every single month for every genre you can think of. And basically people exchange their email address for your book. 
or for oh. your short story. Okay, so it's a really easy way, so much easier than it used to be a few years ago <laughs> to, uh, yeah. to build your list. Um, the only problem is that you will get some freebie seekers who will take the free story and never buy anything from you. You know, that's just kind of the nature of the thing. But if mm-hmm. you clean your list every, say, six months, you know, um, do, you have, do you have an email provider in particular? Like an email um, autoresponder? No. no. Okay. Um, I would recommend ConvertKit, but you can look around and see what's in your price range and, and what works for you. A lot of them now have what they call cold subscriber campaigns. Um, I think that's what ConvertKit calls it, cold subscriber re-engagement campaign or something like that. And mm-hmm. so a lot of them are built in and you can just send those out. And all it does is it, it targets the addresses that haven't opened anything in, in six months or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, you give them a chance and say, do you want to stay on the list? And if they do let them stay on the list, but it, it, a lot of them, if they're never going to open anything, they won't even see that. You know what I mean? Because they're just not right. opening your emails mm-hmm. and it will just sort of kick them off the list or, you know, have you do that. Um, and that way you're cleaning your list and you're getting rid of those freebie seekers continually. And the ones that you're keeping are the ones that are engaged, that are opening your stuff, that are looking forward to your book. And those are going to be your buyers. Okay. Um, so I would start doing that because if, especially if you are a full year out, you've got a lot of time and you could get mm-hmm. to the point where you have a really engaged list who is ready to buy, like salivating to buy before you launch the book, you know, and that's, that's really what you want. And what most, <laughs> <First> um, <laughs> it's what most first time authors don't have because they don't think to do that. You know, they're just mm-hmm. con- concentrating on writing their book. And then afterward they go, Oh yeah, I guess I have to market this now. Huh? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's much easier if you start early. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing I would recommend, and you, you probably aren't quite ready to do this, but, and this scares the crap out of most authors, especially first time authors, but I'm telling you, it really works. Start sending chapters of your book. Um, have you given any thought about whether you're going to be wide or exclusive to Amazon? Um, I go back and forth. Okay. Um, so no, no decision. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> um, well, I and mean, you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to know anytime soon, but the only thing I would say is be careful if you end up being exclusive to Amazon, they have like that, I think it's 20% rule that you can post anywhere else. So you got to make sure that you're um, staying within that. Okay. And I'm not even sure how it would work with email because if you're just sending chapters that aren't actually in a book and then you don't send them out again, once you're exclusive, I almost don't think you could get in trouble for that, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I am, you know, respect the almighty's honor. You're going to be in trouble um, <laughs> anyway. So maybe look into that, but if you're not going to be exclusive, then it doesn't matter. Um, okay. But what I've, I've done this with dragon magic with the book I'm working on. And I knew that I had to back burner it so that I could finish some other projects, but I, I knew I was writing at least a chapter a week to give to my group. And so I have the chapters and all I started to do was putting them in my weekly newsletter. And I put a little disclaimer. This is like an ARC. It's probably going to change a little bit. It might have some typos, um, but you guys can start reading this. And I'm not kidding. I mean, I still have not put out book one of that series, but I have people salivating for that book. And I'm constantly getting emails. Can I, can I beta read this for you? Like, where can I get this? Where can I download this? Like, what is it going to, you know what I mean? It really does work. Um, I wouldn't send them, obviously, the whole book. I sure. would maybe send... I mean, if you're not, especially if you're not worried about 20%, I, I would even maybe send 50%, but you don't have to. I mean, you could start sending chapters six weeks before the book launches and just send a chapter or two a week. And then you might get through 30% or 50%, depending on how long mm-hmm. your book is. Um, but it really does work because even if you were to send them everything except the you know actual climax of the book, they still want to find out what that is. They'll still buy the book because they've read all of it. They've invested all this time. They love these characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it really, really works better than anything else that I've ever done. Um, okay. 
And so since you're a year out, you can build your list to the point where, you know, you've got a lot of people and then start sending them chapters. Um, the other thing that I would recommend is don't, there's plenty of places, including BookFunnel, where you can put chapters on BookFunnel and send them a link. Don't do that. 90% of them will not click and go somewhere else to read it. Mm -hmm. Put it, put the chapters right in the body of the email so that they just keep reading and okay. then they'll read them. So it makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay. So those are the biggest things that I would recommend for you. Just start building your email list. Um, and then once you're ready, you can start sending out chapters. Um, and just, yeah, you're going to need to get your lead magnet written or created, however you're going to be doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, what, what do you think about that? Um, I think that sounds good. And so maybe this is obvious, maybe I'm just naive <laughs> to all of this, but how do you recommend building that list? Or do these websites like BookFunnel help you yeah. build um, that list? They do. So um, you're going to, you are going to need an email autoresponder. So sure. ConvertKit, MailChimp, um, MailerLite, what else is out there? AWeber, um, lots and lots of them. Just mm -hmm. find one that works and set up an account there first. And then when you, when you set up, say your book funnel account, you have to, you know, it's, it's the typical thing, come up with a name and a password, and then you do your profile and you can, most of them will integrate with your autoresponder. So what happens is once you upload your book and put it in the promo, someone clicks on your book and they decide they want to download it. Something pops up usually that says we need your email address. And so they put in their email address and then they're sent an email from BookFunnel. Like BookFunnel will do all of this for you. You don't have to worry about it. Um, mm -hmm. That will allow them to down download the book. Meanwhile, because they integrate with your autoresponder, that email will automatically go onto your list. So awesome. you'll just have them on your list. Um, make sure and use tags to so that you know exactly who is who. When you're starting out, you may have exactly one tag, but um, <laughs> when, you, when you get going a little bit more, if you write multiple genres, you're, you, know, you're, you wanna make sure you're indexing well from the start. Otherwise you're gonna have, you're gonna have a point where you're gonna have to sit down and wade through it all and figure out who's who and what's what. And that's, that's not fun, so. No, no, it's not. Be super organized from the beginning. Don't, don't, let's put it this way. Don't be like me. Be super organized from the beginning. <laughs> well, thank you for letting me learn from you. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, so yeah, and if you need help with that, let me know. Um, Story Origin actually just came out of its beta. And so they're charging now, but it's really, really inexpensive. And they actually do newsletter swaps too. That's another good way to build your list. So you can get on and um, I believe it's Story, let's see, maybe I should look. Story Origin app, I think is what it is. Let me just make sure I'm saying, yeah. Storyoriginapp.com. And um, there, same thing, you would just upload whatever your lead magnet is or whatever books you have. And then you can open up um, dates that your newsletter is going out and swap with people. And you can find other people. You can go look for them or you can just open up dates and sometimes people will find you and request a swap. And it's just a good way to um, sort of cross your audience with other people and get your books in front of other people's audiences. And you can also find people that you might be able to kind of grow with who are other authors and that you, you know, can establish relationships with. So mm -hmm. I think um, Story Origin is really, really good for that. Book Funnel, you don't see that quite as much. Okay. But, um, and then the other thing, which is probably a little down the road for you is that a lot of them, Book Funnel does it. I'm trying to think if Story Origin does it. I think they do. You can actually, they're starting to do promos that are promos for paid books, not just lead magnets. Um, okay. So it's just another way of, of, um, of marketing. You know, you can put your book into a promo where everything's paid that's on 
Amazon or, or whatever. In K, they have KU promos, they have wide promos, they have everything you can think of. Um, and that's just another way that you can, you know, get your book in front of different people who are actually okay. coming to these promos to look for books. So that's a really, really great, great tool. And the other great thing about that too, is that they will handle all of your um, customer service. So if you have, say, an elderly person who cannot figure out how to download a book to their device, you don't have to deal with that. Back in the day, like the, the pioneers of indie publishing, they had to deal with that. They were dealing with hundreds of people every month, having to teach them how to download a book, you know? And I think you know, we're getting less and less than that as people learn how to do it more, but um, book funnel or, or whoever, um, story origin, they take care of that for you. So you don't have to deal with that. You can just write your book. <laughs> well, you just made this like 90% easier okay. telling me that. <laughs> Because for my day job, I do marketing, but it's a very niche mm-hmm. sort of market. So that's why I'm like, I have no idea how to market a book or yeah. myself. Um, and I deal customer service and marketing. So you just, yeah. <laughs> just take that off my plate. <laughs> good, good. Um, in terms of your newsletter, you can, that, that's actually, we haven't really talked about marketing yourself in your newsletter. That's actually a good place to do it. Um, there are plenty of people who want to get to know you as an author. So you can always do a little blurb about yourself, talk about your week, you know, pictures of your dog, you know, what, whatever it is. What I always tell people is pick a few things that you're going to do in every newsletter and stick to them. And you can change them up every once in a while. You can always pull your audience and see what they want. You know, ask them, do you like this? Do you want to see more of this? Is nobody clicking on this? You know, I mean, just you can experiment a little and try to figure it out. But I have several things that I do in every newsletter and it's what people come to the newsletter for, you know, and that keeps them coming back. Um, and then of course, when I have a book, they'll be sure to open it and, you know, more likely to buy it. So that's where they can really get to know you and you can market yourself and do a few little fun um, like features of the week, like not necessarily people, but for example, because I write crime to my crime newsletter, I send them crime tidbits, um, that are usually unsolved real crimes. And I just send them little articles about them, you know, 1963 X murders, that sort of thing. And those Mm -hmm. are like the most clicked links in my newsletter. People love those, you know, and so that keeps them on my newsletter. And of course, because they read crime, it's, you know, it's relevant and, and it works. So just figure out something if you can relate it to yourself. Um, some people do hobbies they have that aren't necessarily book related, but you can also relate it to your genre, to stories. You can tell them what you're reading this week, um, recommend books. You know, obviously sky's the limit, but just figure out a few things so that people will start to look forward to reading that in your newsletter. And that really does hook them and help them get to know you quite, quite a lot. Awesome. Okay. So, and then you can decide how often you want to send. Um, you know, it's really up to you. The more often you send, the more engaged your newsletter tends to be. And authors tend to be really, really afraid to email their lists. Um, but I think that goes away too when you get more people on your list. Like, I mean, in the beginning, I had the same like 30 people on my list for like a year. And they were mostly people I knew, you know, so of course I didn't want to bug them too much. But once you start getting lots of like hundreds and hundreds of subscribers from book funnel, for example, for example, that's less of a worry because, you know, if they don't want to be on your list, it's better that they unsubscribe. So I would almost rather over email them at first to get rid of those people who are going to be super annoyed and just, you know, they're not going to serve you. So, you know what I mean? Anyway, but some Mm -hmm. people do it weekly. I do it weekly. Some people do it monthly every two weeks. Sometimes there are some people that only, um, email when they have a new release and what I've noticed, I, I, just paying attention to what different authors say, I really think it depends on the genre. So I've heard several male authors who write books geared toward males, like high action, um, thrillers, you know, like I say, Jack Reacher stuff, um, 
dystopian stuff that's not not necessarily sci-fi but it's more gritty just survivalist dystopian mm -hmm. um, military stuff they say that their readers do not want a, a weekly newsletter they only want to be emailed when a new release comes out but i really think that that's a personality type you know what i mean of sure. course they don't They're, they don't really care about the author that i mean like to get to know them and and but you and I are both women and we both write things with elements of romance. And so our mm -hmm. audiences, I think, are more the type who do want to get to know you and do want to bond with you. So you kind of have to take that based on genre. Some genres, I mean, it's, it's going to be different depending on who your audience is. Um, but I do believe that if you do a weekly newsletter, you can also create fans because there will yeah. always be some people who will be interested in that. And the ones who aren't, you know, they'll hop off your list and it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, so, but because of what you write, I think that people will be interested in your world. They will be interested in your characters. They will be interested in getting to know you. Um, so yeah, just uh, jump in and get started and see where it goes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, what other questions do you have? What else can I help you with? Um, so I am not, I do not post on social media a lot. Okay. Um, so do you, I mean, obviously a social media presence can help with that. It can help build your email list. It can, I mean, it can just help with a lot of things. Um, so, you know, I know most people create a new handle for their, their author page and things like that. So like, what kinds of social media tips do you have? Are there um, platforms that are better or more geared toward readers, if you will, and authors and things like that? Um, I couldn't say better and worse across the board because I definitely have not tested them all. I mm -hmm. am on Instagram and Facebook, which are actually run by the same company now. Um, mm -hmm. And those are pretty good. Um, here, here's the thing, and this is probably going to be something of an unpopular opinion. People always, most authors will tell you that social media does not sell books. And that's true when you're, when you're talking about one-to-one, -one, I'm going to post about my book and hope everybody buys it like that. That's not sure. really a thing. Um, however, social media is a really good place to build an audience, which can translate to sales over the long term. Mm -hmm. but it's not in the direct way people say. <laughs> okay. And the other thing that's um, a little bit dangerous about that is that if you're building an audience on a platform you don't own, I mean, at any point, um, Amazon could change their algorithm and, and then you could lose that audience. But um, what's working right now is definitely Facebook groups. That's what they're gearing people toward. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's just a good gathering place for readers and for authors. So the biggest thing you want to make sure and have is your list because you will own your list. But I'm not at all opposed to building an audience on Facebook or on Instagram um, because there are people who, well, let's see, Jenna Morrissey, I think it was her, hopefully that's true and I'm not speaking that. I have not actually put up her, um, her podcast yet, but she has an audience on YouTube and she has a huge audience on YouTube. She's been building it for years. She has like 200,000 subscribers or something. And it's a very small amount of people, uh, percentage of people who will buy her book. But because she has such a big audience, whenever she has a new book out and she announces it to her audience, it's like, I mean, the industry standard is two to 5%. So even if only 2% of them are buying out of 200,000 people, that's a lot of sales, yeah. especially when your book first comes out. And that's basically how you have to view social media. You have to build an audience and then know that it's a small number. It's not hundred percent. It's not 75. It's not even 50. It's, I mean, again, industry standard is two to 5%. You can see much higher than that. If you do a good job building your audience and engaging with them, but it's best to just not count on more than about 5% so that you're not disappointed. Um, 
but you can absolutely do that, you know, if you need to. Um, the other thing is that everything is pay to play now. So there is literally nothing that's organic and you actually are penalized for doing things organically. So you just have to know that to build that audience on social media, it's probably going to cost a little bit of money, but okay. the thing that's, like I said, the thing that's working right now really well is, um, Facebook group. So you could build either an author group or, well, I wouldn't build an author group for sales because it will be full of authors who will not buy your book. But um, <laughs> there are a lot of reader groups that you can find that you can post in. And if you wanted to start your own for your books, I, I might recommend waiting on that until you have at least a handful mm -hmm. of books, but those actually are really good places, especially if you can cultivate um, a loyal audience and getting people into a Facebook group via ads is much cheaper right now than getting them onto your list. It's just okay. the way that the algorithm is working. So it's just kind of about um, keeping up with things and um, kind of knowing what's working now and what's not. Um, but you can also, social media is also a really great place to network with other authors. And so that way you can set up author swaps and, um, you know, get in front of other people's audiences too. And that can also really, really help. Mm -hmm. um, you were asking about what to post. It's not terribly different than what you would put in your in your newsletter necessarily. It's just things, you know, I would post things about your book, what you're doing, what you're working on. Um, I have, let's see, I can send you some PDFs I have about different things you could post. Um, because most people, and again, this is a mistake that a lot of people make. Most people will just want to put buy my book, buy my book and, and people can sure. that, you know? Yeah, no. Um, but you should, if you're going to cultivate this audience and, and really get them bonded to you. It's more important that you um, make sure that they feel like you are their people. So you want mm -hmm. to talk about things that you have in common with them and make sure that they know that if they like that same thing you like, they're in the right place. Mm -hmm. So even if it's just like, okay, some people bash this kind of romance, but I just totally am a sucker for it. I love it. And if you love <laughs> that, then uh, you should totally be following me. That will actually make them more loyal than just about anything else. Sure. So there's those. Okay. Um, anyway, I can send you a list of things. I have a I have an email course um, that kind of goes through what to post and different kinds of, I, it's actually different kinds of emails, not, not different kinds of social media posts, but you could use the same um, strategy for social media posts and okay. that sort of thing. So I don't know if that was terribly helpful, but. <laughs> yeah, no, actually it was. Um, I'm not, like I said earlier, I'm not big into posting on social media. It's right. so honestly knowing that this email campaign, which feels much more natural to me anyway, knowing that that has, you know, some better turnaround and, and things like that is very, very comfortable to hear. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, like I said, I mean, because of the way that things have changed, especially in the last year, um, I, I keep telling people Facebook, even Facebook ads are really changing. They're undergoing a lot of change right now. So mm -hmm. I almost, I mean, you certainly can post on social media and if you love to do that and you want to do that more power to you, but you just have to understand that you could spend a lot of time creating posts for social media and like three people are going to see them. And so yeah. is that really the best use of your time as an author? Um, once you have a little more money to work with and can build, can pay to build an audience there, then I would recommend it a lot more because you're, mm -hmm. you're actively investing money to build your audience. And I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. I think everybody should get to the point where they can do that. But we right. all know with your first book, when you're first starting out, it may not be the wisest course of action. So sure. um, I would say, you know, by all means, get your handle, whatever it's going to be, and maybe make sure you register that. So you have like the Facebook page and you have, um, you know, whatever, if you like Instagram, have it on Instagram, that sort of thing. Um, 
and, and, and by all means, you know, post there maybe once a week or, or however, however often you want to, I'm not telling you not to do that, but just don't expect huge, huge results from that right away. It takes a little okay. bit of time. So, yeah, that's good to know. Okay. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I'm trying to think this is so much information. I have so many notes. Um, <laughs> this is all really good stuff. Are you in 20 books to 50 K on Facebook? Yes. Okay. Go and get there. Um, and I actually, I think you can download it now that, well, there, there, I think there, I haven't actually looked at it in a while, but I think they're in the process of changing the way that they have their information all set up and presented, but mm -hmm. they have like a link to the old one, which is like this great big word document PDF sort of thing, but you might be able to download it. And that's got a lot of good information in it too. So, okay. Good to know. Um, yeah. And then when you are ready, when your book is all ready to go, I would recommend when it first get, comes out, hopefully you have a lot of loyal people on your list by then that will buy from you. But I would focus on newsletter promos, um, things like free booksy and bargain booksy, especially when you start out, they're going to be the best bang for your buck to get your book in front of people and hopefully making a little bit of money back from whatever okay. you spend. So I wouldn't recommend paid ads until you have at least, at least three books out, if not more. So. Okay. Noted. But yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so, so much. I, I don't think I have any more questions right now. This is, um, I mean, I, honestly, it's really exciting to know that there's a lot that I can do to actually promote my first book. And because mm -hmm. um, I just kind of kept thinking, I was like, I don't even know, like, is it too early to promote um, any sort of specific book I'm working on? Because it, it, I mean, it's still, you know, at least a year out. And so I, um, that, that's really exciting that I can actually promote this because yeah. I know my characters, I have <laughs> chapters that I can send and, and, uh, I'm excited to write some short stories about it too. So that's awesome. Good. Good. I'm glad you're excited. Yeah. And, and it's just one of those things I wish I had known that. I mean, mm -hmm. I think most writers do wish they had kind of, you know, once you kind of figure it out and learn it, then you're like, geez, if I had done this with my first book, it would have been so much easier, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, you gotta, you gotta live and learn. And, and, and the other thing is that, I mean, with all the different emails, I think back in the day, back in 2011, 2012, most people were doing that only on social media and they were getting mm -hmm. awesome results, you know, but things are not the same anymore. And right. we have to learn other ways to do it. And it's harder than it used to be. It really is, but it's also no different than running any other kind of business. You know, you just got to figure mm -hmm. it out and find your customers. So, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, good luck with everything. And if you need anything else, feel free to hit me up. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Usually I have people tell us where they can connect with you and find your books, but I guess you don't really have anywhere yet. <laughs> Not yet. Um, but I will. You will. Awesome. Well, maybe we'll have you back on in a year and we'll talk about how it went and what you did or something like that. That would be awesome. I'd be happy to. Awesome. Awesome. Me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. 
So join the revolution and be a prolific author.